It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Strike your colors, you brazen winch. Does this be brazen winch productions? Arr! Project Continuum Senate Subcommittee Mission Log. Audio version. Senators. Please remember, this recording is classified top secret, Mobius, and the content should not be removed from these secured chambers. No recording devices, cell phones, or other copying devices are permitted while this audio is playing. Upon completion, please return the container of the recording to the courier. Transcripts provided are for your eyes only. Mission 216-735, walk like an Egyptian. The following is recorded from the Continuum Base, Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. With Dr. Alalo on Capitol Hill, we need to start our next mission. Do we have any leads? Anything new with the investigation into the Rosicrucians? Nothing solid, sir. Well, this one is really interesting. The anomaly we need to investigate is from 3150 B.C. to 3100 B.C. How in the world can we pinpoint an anomaly that early in history? Everyone knows it's just an educated guess and, come on, a 50-year span? Well... As far as pinpointing goes, 50 years isn't the worst we've had to deal with. All right, so uh, elaborate on what the anomaly is. History as we know it tells us that the first pharaoh named Namer unified Upper and Lower Egypt about that time. We know this because of the Namer palette, an artifact found in 1897. On one side of the artifact, Namer wears the crown of Upper Egypt, and on the other side, Lower Egypt. All right, and the anomaly? The anomaly in time shows that both sides of the palette have him wearing the crown of only Upper Egypt, which just can't be. Ancient Egypt didn't become the empire it did without unification. Fine, but this still does not solve the problem of when you need to go. I might be able to shed some light on that. Dr. Scherzberg, please enlighten us. It all can be pinpointed to one event. Yes, but again, it's probably a best guess, right? Well, as it turns out, we can refer to the Narmer Macehead, which of many things commemorates his wedding to Nithotep, who was a princess of Lower Egypt. The artifact helps to narrow down the date. Come on, Sharan. We talked about this. The rock inscriptions discovered by Pierre Talet suggest she was never his wife. That is completely inconclusive, and you know it. The information on the Macehead is more reliable. All right, you two, for the love of Pete, let's not get into another argument. Sharan, your recommendation, please. Out of those 50 years, I would go in about halfway. I believe the anomaly might be caused by something that may or may not have happened with his queen. Eli, I don't appreciate you rolling your eyes at me. 
It's a much better guess than you had. Fine, I guess we can check it out. Do we know if it's the bogeys or the Rosicrucians? Hard to say at this point. Great. Colonel Dannard, get the rest of your team together. Looks like 3125 B.C. for you. Affirmative, sir. Okay, I don't get it. Why am I here? Shouldn't I be back on the ship and making sure Buzz doesn't have another problem? Buzz, I think, has finally got the handle on the bee. Simply put, you look exotic enough to fit in. Well, what about me? I don't exactly look exotic. No, but close enough. You do look European and Middle Eastern, which can be any number of cultures. The Hebrews were slaves here. That was New Kingdom, not Old Kingdom. My lord, it's so hot. It's a desert. What were you expecting? I don't know. I figured maybe several thousand years earlier meant not as hot. Climate change isn't just a modern phenomenon. The Egyptian Delta went through many periods of lush vegetation and drying periods. Okay, cut the chatter. Where's the throne room? Down this hall and to the right. Man, these outfits are itchy. Oh, quit complaining. At least you're not fully covered in that fabric. I look like I dream of Genie. Yeah, well, Dannard looks good in it, but I need some time in the gym. Shut it. We do want to get through this without getting caught. Remember, we are servants. No eye contact, and don't speak to anyone. It's not like we can speak Egyptian anyway. Can I feed him to the crocodiles in the Nile? Because he's obviously in denial. <laughs> Hello, McFly. We have translators. Lord, help me. Quick, behind the pillar. What do you mean she said no? My pharaoh, she has refused your request. How dare she deny her king? Why has she refused? She did not say. Only that she expressed she will be governed by no man. I am no man. I am the living God. Of course you are, my lord. You are the sun. You are the moon. You are the bringer of unity. The unity that will not hold forever. If the princess does not agree to become my queen, she is headstrong and willful. Speak to her again, and do not relent until the marriage is agreed upon. Yes, my lord. Right away, my lord. As, as you command, my lord. Well, I guess Sharon was right. The issue is with the pharaoh and his future queen. Great. There'll be no living with her now. How can we know for sure there is a relationship issue? I mean, just because they're having some problems right now doesn't mean the relationship won't resolve itself on its own. Can we take that chance, though? The question is, what caused this rift in the first place? <laughs> 
If history says she became his queen, which sealed the unity of the upper and lower, then what happened? Maybe bogey interference? I mean, we saw what could happen if Rome never fell. Imagine what could happen if Egypt never became the great empire. Egyptian culture has so many influences throughout time. Well, that's the confusing part. According to Sally, there's absolutely no signs that the bogeys have ever been here, not in the past or in the future. So they didn't help build the pyramids? Okay, we are not getting into an ancient aliens conversation here. I agree. Let's deal with the matter at hand. Denise, go and find where the princess is held up and see if you can discover any further details into this rift. Eli and I will enter the throne room and do the same. Sir, I don't really feel comfortable being off on my own and unarmed. This is a turbulent time in Egypt. I know, but men will not be allowed in the princess's room. Except for the priest, of course. Why would he be let in? Eunuch. Oh. Okay, our time string only lasts for a few hours. Get what info you can and meet back here in about 30 minutes. Hi there, folks. This is Rita Dilatori. I play Lieutenant Denise Cox on Continuum Force and Agent Cantello in Vampires of Whitechapel. I wanted to invite you all to my new show, Happy Bunny Tales. Happy Bunny Tales is a podcast about finding happiness in your life. Even when things are dark and dreary, there must have been something that made you smile or gave you a tiny slice of joy. That's what we're talking about. Those moments. I'll tell you mine, and I'd love for you to tell me yours. Listen wherever you can find podcasts and at happybunnytales.com. My lady... But why would you refuse the pharaoh? I will not be treated like cattle, like property to be traded away for goods. But, my lady, he is pharaoh. He can have you killed with just a word. He would not dare. My family is old and powerful. His precious unity would crumble at his feet, and war would bring him down to his knees. As his queen, you would only grow in power. You would rule over all of Egypt. As if Pharaoh would share any of that power with me. I will only be an object to him, a vessel to bear him his heirs. But as a princess, is it not your duty as wife? My duty? Am I not as smart as any man? I fought alongside my brothers when he came to conquer us. Am I not his equal? Of course you are, my lady. All people should be treated as equals. Who are you to address the princess? Yes, I do not know you. Who are you? Apologies, princess. I'm new to the palace. My name is Denise. Denise. An odd foreign name. I do remember that I did request several new servants. At least he granted me that. Please, can you grab me something to drink? Yes, your highness. Are you sure about her, my lady? He could have sent her here to poison you. So you believe I should be equal to my pharaoh? It might be impertinent of me to say, but I believe all people should be treated equal. Men, women, noble or servant. Nobles and servants. Well, not sure about that one. But I agree with you on males and females. What does the pharaoh have to say on the subject? Of that, I have no idea. As I have yet to meet him or speak to him. And perhaps you should. Maybe he isn't as abrasive as they say. Perhaps. I like you, Denise. Even though you're a little too opinionated for a servant. I will do my best to contain myself, Your Majesty. It would be good that you do. 
Now, this is a throne room. It's huge. Keep your voice down. I'm going to grab that pitcher and try to give the pharaoh a drink. Maybe I can start a conversation with him. Good luck with that. He doesn't look like the type that even thinks his servants are real people. A drink, my pharaoh. As long as it's beer. I will not drink that slop the others do. Yes, pharaoh, it is beer. If I may, my lord, I want to wish you congratulations on your upcoming marriage. Upcoming marriage? I'm not so sure there will even be a marriage. Priest, why are you still here? My pharaoh, I do not see the sense in this. She is obstinate and not suited to be your queen. You, servant, what is your name? It is, uh, uh Teok, my pharaoh. Teok, what is your opinion on the duties of a wife? Should she not be obedient and subservient? Well, my lord, is a marriage not a union of two people? Uh, she is your partner through the rest of your life. Yes. Will she become a servant to you as I am? Well, no. She will be my wife, the queen, as well as mother to our future children. Then you have your answer. I'm your servant, so I will be obedient and subservient to all your needs, but as husband and wife... Should you not both be equal in the treatment of each other? But she is a woman. How could she be my equal? A wise man once said, Mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children. A god? So, what you are saying is she should be treated with the same respect as myself. Without your queen, you would have no heirs. Without her love, you would be alone in this world. This is absurd, my lord. Women are no more than property to be traded. Her refusal of your proposal should be punished and our family's kingdom as well. Be gone, Teal. You do not deserve to be in the presence of the living God. No. Be quiet, priest. Years were spent trying to unite the two kingdoms. Now you would see it all torn asunder. Nay. My servant Teal speaks wisely. Perhaps he gives me better counsel than you. What? Sire, I... Uh, Enough of this. It is time I finally meet with her. You have yet to meet her? These arrangements are usually done in such a manner. Well, I can understand her misgivings, my lord. I can imagine all her life, her every move has been decided for her. By her father, especially. Never has she had a moment of freedom to decide for herself. Being in my palace is the first time she's ever been away from the watchful eye of her family. For the first time ever, she feels like she has some control in her life. May I make a suggestion, my pharaoh? No, you may not. What are you still doing here? Sire, I... Be gone from me. That's my future queen. As you command, my lord. Please, Teok. Your counsel is appreciated, considering how useless my priest has been. My suggestion is this. Share a meal with her. Converse with her and find out what her interests are. What purpose would be in this? By finding out what her interests are, you might find that the both of you have many things in common. Those commonalities may lead to partnership and maybe even true affection for each other. Imagine, my lord, if you live together as partners in love... Imagine how your children will then be raised with the same affection and love. Would your children not grow to be wise and compassionate? Your words speak truth. You, servant, prepare my chambers for a meal with my future queen. Teal, 
Would you be inclined to serve us? It would be my honor and privilege, my pharaoh. The pharaoh has requested my presence to share a meal with him. That is awesome! I mean, that is most advantageous. How so? You now have an opportunity to meet him in person. You, you'll be able to talk with him. But will he treat me with respect? You won't know until you meet him. I want you to attend me during the meal. I know I can go through with this if I have a friend. I'm no friend, my lady. Just a humble servant. You have given me words of comfort in this foreign land. If that is not an act of a friend, what is? Let us together meet my possible future husband. Um, have you found your rooms to your liking? Yes, they are quite comfortable. I especially love the way the sun enters the room in the morning. I confess, I myself am a late riser. Yes, well, not all people enjoy greeting in the morning. I recall my mother was the same. She always preferred to be under the stars. And you do not? I do enjoy the night sky. But I also feel so alive during the day. Every morning is a new day to relish in the fact that I am alive. Find out her interest. Tell me, Nithotep, how do you enjoy passing the time? Oh, I have many interests. I enjoy art, music, but most especially gardening. Gardening? Oh, yes. There is something so satisfying about making things grow, and knowing that you were the one that gave it life. Yes, I can understand it. Not very dissimilar from my uniting the upper and lower kingdoms. Agreed. The unity will stop the constant conflicts and allow the empire to grow, will it not? Yes. It has always been my dream to stop the warring and to bring peace to all of Egypt. And to accomplish this, it is no different than gardening. You cultivate, plant, and seed, while weeding out the things that would damage the peace to the garden. We would turn all of Egypt into a grand garden of peace, unity, and enlightenment. He sees your wisdom. Maybe be a little kinder. Maybe I have been hasty to refuse your proposal. Perchance we can take some more time to get to know each other? Yes. Let's see what other shared interest we might enjoy. Wow. I was not expecting to play the part of a matchmaker. Yes, well, me neither. Well, glad you both had fun. I, on the other hand, waited around for you guys forever. Sally, any chance the timeline has been fixed? I hope we didn't go through all of that for nothing. Affirmative. Pharaoh Narmer and Princess Nidhotep wed a fortnight after your departure. Well, that's great, but what caused the anomaly in the first place? Upon further investigation... There was no anomaly. Is that what we're looking for? That doesn't make any sense, unless... Unless we are the reason Egypt unified in the first place by playing matchmakers. It appears so. We are bound to encounter situations like this on some occasions. I believe they are referred to as the bootstrap paradox. It is truly fascinating. Boring. Stow it, Borman. I just hope Pharaoh Narmer eventually treated her equally. Records now show that after Nithotep became queen, she ruled by his side as equals. She bore him a son by the name of Horaha, and from that day on, Narmer referred to his wife 
as foremost of women, which meant most prominent in rank, importance, or position. Yes, so glad that he got there in the end. I guess in the end, even history corrected itself. End of record. Please return the audio file containment device to the courier upon exiting the secured room. Continuum Force was created by Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment. If you like this program and would like it to continue, please consider joining our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to exclusive Patreon content, behind-the-scenes interviews and footage, as well as early delivery of the new episodes, and access to episodes that won't be released to the public. The part of Connor Dannard was played by Marcus Sally. Buzz Borman was played by J.C. Delatore. Eli was played by Dr. Scott Begay. Sharon was played by Debbie Begay. Denise Cox was played by Rita Delatore. CTC Sally was voiced by Calliope Collicott. Ace Barber was played by Jesse Johnson. General O'Shaughnessy was played by Boyd Barrett. Other contributing voices guest starring in this episode include Andre Giles as the Pharaoh, Sammy Jazz as Princess Nithotep, Wherewith J. Watson as the Egyptian Priest, and Anne Foster as the Handmaid. This episode was written by Rita Delatore. It was produced and directed by J.C. Delatore. It was edited by Chris Green. This episode is a work of fiction. Any similarities to the living or dead, past or present, is purely coincidental. Historical figures events are a mixture of real history and fictionalized content. We encourage you to go to your local library and learn more about King Narmer and Queen Nithotep and many other historical figures. Until next time, thank you for listening to Continuum Force. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mutual. Happy birthday to you. And many more. <laughs> This was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network, which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year. It was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? Because the CDC recommends, during this COVID-19 situation, that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands, and a little bit up your wrists, and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.